The information contained in this podcast is provided for your general information only. It does not give medical advice or engage in the practice of medicine. This massage podcast under no circumstances recommends particular treatment for specific individuals and in all cases recommends that you consult your physician or local treatment center before pursuing any course of treatment. Hello and welcome to the Massage Podcast, episode nine already. Thank you so much for joining us. We're an informative podcast about massage and we talk about everything you could possibly think of regarding massage, taking care of yourself, different issues, different forms of body work, taxes, marketing, and there we're finding that there we could go on and on and on and probably write a huge big book about this. Um, my name is Dawn Adkins, and I'm your host, along with Jorge Cisneros, our producer. And Elaine Kalenda is usually with us, our massage guru, but she will not be with us today. Hello, Elaine. If you listen to this, we miss you. And um, we've had some really wonderful guests on our show um, here, and we will be having a guest today. Uh, before we get going on that, if you need to contact us or you need... To ask us some questions, please look for us at massagepodcast.com on our contact page. And you can um, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or send us a text or voicemail at 303-656-9860. We're here in Boulder, Colorado, and um, myself, Elaine, and Jorge are all experienced massage therapists trying to bring as much knowledge to everyone as we can, not just from ourselves, but from elsewhere around the country and hopefully the world at some point. So today we have a guest I'm going to introduce and her name is Lorianne Green. She's been a writer and speaker and researcher on injury prevention for manual therapists since 1995. The same year she wrote the first edition of Save Your Hands, the first comprehensive book on injury prevention ever published for manual therapists. Since then, she's written articles for major massage publications and has later teamed up with professional ergonomist and massage therapist Richard W. Goggins. Lorianne, can you hear us? And I'm going to go ahead and ask you to tell us a little more about yourself and how you got into this. Hi, and thanks for inviting me to, uh, to speak with you today, and uh, hello to everyone who's listening. Uh, well, you gave uh, some some uh, basic information about uh, who I am and and how I got into this. Um, but uh, to to elaborate a little bit, um, I went to massage school uh, in 1983. I graduated, um, and unfortunately, while I was in massage school, I became injured. I did too much massage too soon. And uh, unfortunately, my my hands and and wrists uh, became injured, and I was not able to. After I I passed my boards, got my license, I was not able to continue practicing. Uh, at the time, I looked for information about uh, the subject of uh, preventing injury. I wanted to know how to what I had done that caused my injury and what I could do to treat it, and I couldn't find any information that was written specifically for massage therapists or for any kind of manual therapist. And so I uh, decided that it was time uh, that there was some information. I started doing um, workshops, and I did Save Your Hands workshops for a couple of years all over the country and in Canada, and uh, finally turned those workshops into a book and that was Save Your Hands, Injury Prevention for Massage Therapists, which was published in 1995, and actually we just uh, celebrated on December 5th our 15th anniversary uh, of the publication of that first edition. Uh, since that time, I have continued to do, uh, to do research, to write. I've written for all of the, the major massage publications in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, and Australia. Uh, the book uh, has been sold over the world. 
It's, uh, it was used as a required recommended reading at schools across the country and in other countries. Uh, and in uh, 2008, I teamed up with uh, Rick Goggins, who is a, a certified, a board-certified professional ergonomist and a licensed massage practitioner himself. And we wrote the second edition of Save Your Hands. And between the first and the second edition, we've sold over 100,000 copies. Um, and uh, are now also doing consulting uh, for employers of massage therapists and continuing education and a certification program for, uh, for massage therapists who want to teach injury prevention. You know, this is um, really fabulous. I, I've looked at your website and your book as well. And what I really enjoy about what you've done here is you've taken a career that could have been over for you and turned it into another dimension of success. And you're still able to enjoy uh, the benefits of the massage knowledge and not be in pain anymore. Were you able to, um, are you doing any massage at all are you were you able to let's say heal your hands uh, I'm I do massage at this point uh, just for family and friends um, I don't do it professionally anymore uh, I find that the uh, my work as uh, I'm now the publisher of save your hands uh, and also the director of all of our continuing education so I'm doing much more in education uh, and uh, continue to do writing and research. So I find I, I really don't have time to, um, uh, to do hands-on massage work anymore. Uh, and it does, if I do too much of it, it does still bring back symptoms. But, you know, I like to um, say, and we talked about this in the forward of the book, um, Rick and I uh, are uh, kind of two sides of the same coin as far as injury uh, goes. Uh, related to massage work, um, I got injured. Uh, I really knew nothing. I received little to no training in school about uh, injury prevention or self-care. So I uh, started having symptoms. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know that I needed to treat them. And so um, I just kept massaging, uh, massaged through the pain, as some people say, uh, and ended up getting um quite a severe injury that meant the end of, of my massage career. Rick, on the other hand, went to massage school uh, after he was already an ergonomist. So he had already had uh, quite a bit of training on injury prevention. So when he started having symptoms, he recognized what was going on. He was able to ask himself all the right questions about what am I doing in different aspects of my life, including my work, that could be contributing to these symptoms, and he was able to take the, the necessary steps to get early and effective treatment so that he was able to stay in school and graduate and, uh, and have a successful career as a massage therapist in addition to his career as an ergonomist. So um, we're, uh, I think our cases illustrate nicely um, the importance of uh, uh, understanding why injury happens and how to deal with it when it does happen because uh, what happened to me really doesn't have to happen uh, to anybody uh, when they get symptoms. Uh, it's only when you ignore the symptoms and keep working and, and let it go to the extent that I did um, that you know, you, your career's in danger. But uh, in, in most cases, uh, injury is preventable. And that's what Save Your Hands is, uh, is about. And not just to the hands, but also we do talk about the back, the neck, the shoulders, uh, all of the, the places that uh, massage therapists tend to get injured. Yes, and I, I like in your book that there's an entire chapter of physical conditioning, not just the hands, but the entire body. And I, um, in talking about injury, what are some of the risk factors for injury with massage therapists? And I like in your book that if you say, if it hurts, don't do it. And you know we all do anyway because we got to plow through and make our money. So what are some of the symptoms and risk factors uh, just that you can think of off the top of your head? The, uh, there are a number of risk factors involved in uh, massage work. You know, when we talk about risk factors, it's... Uh, it, 
we talk about them in the same way that we do for heart disease or cancer. Uh, it's it's uh, the um, uh, situations or or certain uh, aspects of of your work that can um, uh, increase your your in, your your risk of injury. Uh, and in massage work, um, there are a number of things. There's repetitive motion. Uh, there is the use of hand force. Uh, the, actually, we talked about the big three. Uh, repetitive motion, hand force, awkward postures are, are the, the most operative risk factors in massage work. But there are a number of others. Uh, lifting, which uh, you know, sometimes massage therapists will lift the part of the, the body, the head, which weighs about the same as a bowling ball, about 10 to 12 pounds. You know, maybe uh, they'll support the torso on their fingertips by putting their hands under the, the body and lifting up with their fingertips. Um, you know, they'll lift a leg. So lifting is a risk factor. Um, some other things like uh, static loading. So, uh, for instance, if you are looking down uh, all day long, looking down at your clients, then um, you are holding your your head in uh, in this position of looking down for long periods of time, and that static loading of the the neck muscles can lead to symptoms and injury. Um, there there are quite a number of them. Um, there are also emotional factors that play in uh, if you are under stress, uh, if you're in a non-supportive work environment. Uh, those factors uh, are also risk factors for injury. And um, two other points about risk factors that are very important to keep in mind. Um, the first is that, um, you know, a little bit of exposure to risk factors really isn't an issue. Uh, you know, if we nobody can avoid all the time uh, getting into an awkward posture. I mean, everybody, you move through different postures as you work. Um, so you can't always be in a, in a neutral posture all the time. Um, repetitive motion, and there is a, a certain amount of repetitive motion in, in everything we do. Um, hand force, you know, it would be difficult to give a massage without using any hand force unless you do very light treatment like lymphatic drainage or uh, Reiki. But um, it is, it's, it's more the duration, the frequency, and the intensity of your exposure to risk factors that determines whether you'll start having symptoms or get injured. So uh, it isn't the fact that you got into an awkward posture for a couple of seconds. It's if you get into an awkward posture frequently uh, with, you know, a, um, a lot of, uh, say, you're using hand force, a lot of intensity, you know, a great deal of hand force, uh, and for how long at a time. You're looking down for a second isn't going to bother you. If you're looking down for five minutes without moving, that could uh, be problematic. The other thing um, is that um, your body really doesn't care where it's exposed to risk factors. Uh, it, it has a cumulative effect. So if you're using hand force at work, but you're also using hand force uh, in your hobbies or your um, sports that you play or, you know, in housework around the house, um, those exposures will add on to whatever you're doing at work. Uh, and uh, if there's enough duration, frequency, intensity, and combination of risk factors, then that can lead to injury. So your book is good for just about everybody, it sounds, it sounds like. Lorianne has a website, SaveYourHands.com. And on this website, there are classes, CEUs, certifications, and where are you located? Do, do these? I want you to tell us a little bit uh, about what you have to offer from your website. But are you? Where are you located? And do you? Can we take these classes all around the country? I, I, we do give classes around the country. Um, uh, we're located in uh, Southeast Florida, uh, and we do uh, do a, a classes here. But uh, but we are all over the country, so you don't have to be in Florida. Uh, our continuing education program is uh, mostly online, uh, so it can be done anywhere. Um, so we have a, a home study 
uh, attend CEU home study course that's based on the book. So you read the book and you take a, um, a 99 question quiz online, uh, and you can even get your certificate um, of achievement once you pass. You can get your certificate right online and download it. Um, and then our certification program um, is also uh, mostly online. Um, so that's uh, our certified injury prevention instructor program. Uh, and I, I think this is particularly interesting um, because it's the first training uh, ever available to help massage therapists uh, to, to learn the knowledge and skills they need to effectively teach uh, injury prevention and self-care to other massage therapists. You know, we've, we've been doing uh, Save Your Hands workshops, Rick and I, uh, around the country, um, but we are unfortunately very busy and, of course, we can't be in all places. Um, and, um, uh, and you know, having, having us come in since we have to fly to different places can be a little bit expensive for, um, you know, local uh, ANTA chapters or uh, schools that want to hire us. So, um, but there's there's quite a bit of, of uh, demand out there for people who can teach uh, effective research-based um, uh, injury prevention techniques and self-care, uh, which of course also involves body mechanics and ergonomics. Uh, so we decided that we would create this uh, Certified Injury Prevention Instructor Program uh, because it would um, produce uh, a number of um, trained people, trained massage therapists around the country who could provide Save Your Hands workshops in their area. So, um, for instance, we have somebody in uh, um, Pittsburgh, and we were asked, uh, by the Pennsylvania chapter of the ANTA to do a Save Your Hands workshop there, and uh, it's going to be much more cost-effective for them to use uh, our local person who was trained by Rick and I uh, and has gone through a, a rigorous training program. Uh, so they can hire her locally, and uh, and she's right there. Um, she's a, a teacher at a school locally, so, um, so it works out very well. Um, we're also offering this training to instructors who are already teaching in a massage school and want to, to teach, once again, effective research-based uh, injury prevention instruction. So uh, this is the first training program of its kind available. We're very proud of it. And um, we have a workshop coming up in Florida and another one coming up in the Midwest. In the fall, we'll be in California. And we're also teaching it for... Um, uh, spas or clinics who want their own in-house trainer. We just trained six therapists at Glen Ive Hot Spring Spas in California. So uh, hopefully we're going to have an army of uh, trained uh, therapists out there who can teach these um, effective um, injury prevention techniques to other therapists, and that's through the, the Certified Injury Prevention Instructor Program. I, I have one question, uh, Lorian. Are there any statistics sure. about how many body workers might get injured per year in the U.S.? Yes. Uh, in fact, Rick and I did the first statistical study to provide reliable statistics on that, uh, that very issue. Uh, we did it in association with um, Associated uh, Body Work and Massage Professionals, ABMP, in 2006. And uh, we were, um, unfortunately, not surprised to see... Um, that there were 77% of respondents who um, uh, had symptoms or injury during their careers. So that's a very, very high incidence of, uh, of injury. Um, there were 41% who had, were diagnosed with an injury. Um, there were uh, over 60% who had ongoing symptoms. So um, these are, are considered quite high uh, numbers. Uh, and we had a, a very big sample. Uh, we had more than 600 people respond. So uh, when you get that big a, a sample, statistically, you can uh, apply the, um, the statistics that you come up with, you can apply to the general population. You know, we had a sample of, of people from all over the country, 
Um, and uh, and so we're able to then say that you know 77% of U.S. massage therapists in general experience symptoms or injury um, during their careers. So um, just confirmed what we suspected that uh, I think all of us know that uh, injury is very common uh, among massage therapists. It's also, by the way, very common. We have statistics in the book about physical therapists, physical therapist assistants, hand therapists, because Save Your Hands is also uh, a book that's used by uh, those um, manual therapists as well as massage therapists. Uh, It's also used by osteopaths and chiropractors. Uh, Chiropractors also have very high injury rates. All of these professionals have very high injury rates. It's the nature of the work, uh, this kind of hands-on, intensive hands-on work is uh, uh, physically demanding. It's also emotionally demanding. And uh, unfortunately, the injury rates uh, are quite high. But again, I always go back to the fact that even though it sounds scary that um, so many massage therapists have uh, uh, symptoms or injury, injury really is preventable. Uh, If you have the the knowledge and you're willing to um, uh, become more self-aware and take certain steps to to protect yourself, uh, you can avoid injury in most cases. Is the instructor certification available online, or is that take place in Florida or California or wherever you're holding them? You have to be there in person. It is. Uh, it's a 52 CEU program, and 24 of those CEUs are available online. There are three uh, courses that three online courses. Um, two of them, uh, Rick and I are actively involved with. The first one uh, is uh, is all automated, but the, the second and third ones uh, are moderated, uh, and Rick and I do participate in that, and students can ask us questions, and uh, there is interaction there. Um, so the first 24 hours they take online, and then there is an 18-hour uh, in-person workshop where we actually teach the participants how to uh, teach injury prevention, how to teach the Save Your Hands workshop, uh, and how to coach hands-on work, because that is part of the uh, the Save Your Hands workshop is uh, actual coaching, watching people work, and um, helping them to notice in each other the the risk factors that they are exposed to. Uh, in the work that they're doing, uh, and then how to find alternative techniques uh, that don't expose them to those risk factors that, that cut down the, the risk factor exposure. Are are the is the certification uh, the instructor certification? Do are CEUs available with that class? They they get fifty two CEUs. Oh, I'm sorry, you said uh, that already. For doing this, and then when they teach the Save Your Hands workshop, they can award. CEUs to the participants um, that uh, that are taking their workshops, and of course they can make additional income by teaching these workshops. They can teach them in a school, they can teach them at spas, at clinics, uh, any place that employs uh, massage therapists, and also they can just hold a, a public workshop where they have people sign up independently. So. Um, so they they get CEUs by taking it. Of course, they learn a lot about injury prevention that they can uh, apply to their own uh, work as a massage therapist. And then um, they get a new career option that helps them to save their own hands because, of course, they're doing uh, the the teaching doesn't involve hands-on work. So um, it's a way for them to make income as a massage therapist, but without doing the actual hands-on work. So it's a nice way to supplement. Your uh, your massage uh, career and uh, and your your income from massage and give your own hands and body a, a break. I think that's a wonderful program. Do you have any instructors in Colorado? Uh, not yet. Oh, but, uh, I hope we will soon. <laughs> I know we have somebody signed up from Montana. Uh, that's I think the closest uh, that we have so far. But uh, I would say uh, by the end of the year we probably will. Uh, it's a very popular program, and uh, we've got people from all over the country who are taking the different workshops and 
uh, either in Florida, Midwest, or, or California. And as we have more demand, we'll do them in more places as well. Now, if, if someone becomes an instructor through your program, is there marketing help or website help along with these classes? Or are they yes. just pretty much on their own? No, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, any good certification program also offers uh, uh, support and resources to help the, uh, uh, the person, uh, the certified person, uh, be successful. And um, we, we definitely do that. We have uh, a section of our website where they have all kinds of marketing resources. Uh, we also have the, the one of the three courses that they take online is called the CIPI Success Course. And uh, it is all about setting up your business and uh, how, to, how to price your workshops, how to approach uh, uh, potential um, uh, businesses that might hire you and every aspect of marketing. And in fact, we... Um, we did that uh, course in collaboration with Cherie Sun and Mo, who I, I think you guys probably know. She's the author of Business Mastery and uh, widely considered uh, the marketing and business expert uh, in the massage industry. I agree. We have that book. Uh, <laughs> so um, uh, we're very happy to have had uh, Cherie involved in creating that course, and uh, she brought all of her many, many years of uh, uh, marketing and business expertise to the creation of that course. So, uh, so they have that course. Uh, we actually, during the weekend that we are with them in person, uh, we have a two-hour uh, uh, program to uh, to talk more about marketing and business aspects of being a CIPI. And uh, and then uh, once they are certified, they have. Um, uh, all of these uh, uh, tremendous number of marketing resources. Uh, we are also, Rick and I are available to uh, answer questions as they come up and provide support uh, to them, to their school or their spa that they work at. Um, and, of course, then they, they get the right to use the Save Your Hands uh, trademark brand name um, and, uh, and to, uh, to use our curriculum. So, uh, so they get quite a, a lot of support uh, as a, a CITI. Lorianne, what would you say are the most common mistakes for new therapists fresh out of school that would get them in trouble with their hands? You know, I'm not sure that I would call it mistakes so much as that um, there are vulnerabilities um, that you have as a new therapist. You know, until you get really comfortable doing techniques, I think for anybody who's who's learning uh, any kind of manual skill, uh, you know whether it's uh, playing the piano or uh, uh, you know playing a sport, you're always somewhat awkward and uncomfortable until you have more experience. So it's easier to use um, too much effort. Uh, it is easy to get into awkward postures. Um, it's also, you know, when you're really concentrating on your techniques because you're not all that comfortable yet, you haven't been doing them for too long, um, you can tend to um, sort of forget about your own self-awareness. Uh, and um, another thing that uh, massage therapists that are just starting out tend to do is they tend to um, be totally focused on their clients. Uh, and again, uh, in that way, they lose um, they they lose the focus that they need to have on themselves. You know, you need to find a, a happy medium between uh, being focused on your client, but also keeping some awareness for yourself uh, to know, you know, am I in an awkward posture? Am I using too much effort? Uh, have I done now, you know, half of my massage using, using my thumbs? Are my thumbs starting to hurt? Um, so I think that comes with uh, more experience uh, that people get uh, more used to splitting their their focus in that way, in a way that doesn't take anything away from the client, um, but allows them to also be aware of themselves. Um, I think they also tend new therapists tend to um, if they're working for someone else, 
They tend to be very eager to please, very eager to prove themselves. I mean, this is very natural. I think all of us, when we get into a new situation, we want to please our employer. And again, by doing that, they can um, lose the focus on their own uh, their own health, their own safety, and uh, perhaps agree to do you know too many massages or with not enough breaks or uh, uh, you know and put themselves into situations where they they might start having symptoms and might not um, pay enough attention to them. So um, those are some of the common things that happen with. Uh, uh, therapists who are just starting out, uh, and one of the reasons it's so important to learn uh, injury prevention and self-care technique right from the start, uh, so that when you do start to practice, and hopefully you know you've you've been practicing your self-care and injury prevention techniques while you've been a student, and then you're you have that awareness when you're first getting into uh, the, the professional world. Uh, and you've already got some strategies in place to help you get over those uh, hurdles and, uh, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, in those first months it can be uh, um, difficult uh, and you can be more prone, more vulnerable to, uh, to symptoms and injury. And I can see as a new therapist, as you said, we tend to overdo things at the beginning. We we don't measure, you, you, we don't have the experience of the exposure of being doing four or five massages and then I think there is a big tendency in, in young therapists or, or brand new therapists to overdo things. And on top of that, as you said, trying to please everybody, every client or every employer, it gets really, really hard on our body. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it, it takes time to learn pacing. Um, it takes time to learn to not uh, exhaust yourself in every massage, how to juggle your schedule. And scheduling can be tough for massage therapists because... You know, you can have, uh, uh, you know, two, uh, a week where you have two clients, and then all of a sudden the next week you've got, you know, 15 clients. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of situation where you can, end, uh, um, you know, sudden increase in the uh, amount of work you do um, can start the injury process. So um, the, the scheduling is, is tough. And if you work for someone else, um, you know, making sure that you get enough breaks, that you're you're not overdoing it, you're not doing perhaps too many tissue sessions in a row. Um, yeah, it takes it takes time and experience to uh, to get used to these things, and if, especially for younger people, it can be difficult to sort of stand up for yourself with a, an employer at first. I mean, that's something that we all learn as we get older and as we, we've had more experience. Um, working for other people in general, we learn how to, uh, you know, to speak up more. At first, it's, it's it can be quite difficult. How long is a Save Your Hands workshop? Uh, Save Your Hands workshop is six hours. Six so hours. Five so six one hours, day. we can get uh, a lot done, and uh, and it's a, a enough time to get. Uh, uh, a good basis in uh, in our approach, which is a multifaceted holistic approach, which is the only approach that's been proven in research to be to be effective in uh, preventing injury. Um, you know, by that I mean, uh, you know, many many injury prevention workshops or or trainings um, concentrate really on body mechanics. And uh, while body mechanics, using good body mechanics, is very important. It has not been shown to prevent injury in and of itself. So uh, our approach is um, is multifaceted, including uh, using good mechanics, but also uh, using good ergonomics, uh, and also uh, this awareness of risk factors, awareness of the vulnerable areas of, of the body that tend to get injured uh, from this work, uh, awareness of emotional issues that can also play in, physical conditioning, uh, taking care of general physical and emotional health. So all of these things are part of the, the multifaceted holistic approach um, that is uh, the only effective approach. So we find that we can do a good overview of that, do a lot of uh, hands-on work and, um, uh, you know, coaching of hands-on work. 
and uh, and then you know stop before it starts getting to be a little too intense or too long. I mean, after six hours, it gets to be a little. Uh, people start to lose focus, so we find that six hours is a, a good amount of time. I I agree. Six hours is perfect. Um, can you? Elaborate just a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on physical conditioning because everybody has their own idea about what that means. Some people think that means yoga. Some people thinks, uh, thinks that means walking. And I know you, you cover a few types of um, self-care in your physical conditioning chapter in your book. Can you just tell us a little bit uh, your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, no problem. Uh, it just says you need a multifaceted approach to injury prevention in general. We also need a multifaceted approach to conditioning. Uh, because massage is so, um, so physically demanding, um, you need to pay attention to uh, a, a number of different aspects of physical conditioning. You need to have a certain amount of endurance and cardiovascular fitness. Um, cardiovascular fitness is important in general for one's health, of course. Uh, and, you know, it's important to have good circulation to, uh, to be able to clear um, out byproducts of inflammation and, and uh, you know, beginnings. If, you, if there's an injury process that's starting, uh, the better your circulation is, the better your healing is going to be. So, um, so cardiovascular fitness is, uh, and good circulation is, is important. Um, also, you need um, good uh, flexibility, stability, and balance because, uh, you know, if you're it's hard to be grounded and use good body mechanics, you're off balance. Um, and, you know, you, if the free, more freely you can move, uh, the, the better your, uh, your body mechanics will be. Um, you need to have uh, uh, good movement patterns and uh, good body awareness. And this is something that also doing massage, um, uh, receiving massage, you know, is helpful for uh, in improving your, your awareness of your own body so that, you know, if you start to have symptoms, that you, uh, you're in tune to your body and, and you pick up on that. Of course, you need a certain amount of strength. If you're going to do techniques that require strength, uh, that require hand force, uh, you do need to have a certain amount of strength, even in, in your hands, um, but certainly in uh, your your upper body, your back, your legs, to propel your uh, your strokes so that you're not creating your strokes just from the, the arms, which would overuse the arms and hands. Um, so those are some of the things that you, you need to keep in mind. And, you know, what we suggest is, is nothing radical, um, you know, yoga is, is great, in fact. I mean, yoga, Pilates, um, you know, there are a number of different disciplines that do a combination of offering um, cardiovascular benefits as well as uh, strengthening your, your core, uh, strengthening uh, the other muscles uh, of your body. So, um, you know, those, those are, are great. Um, it's just important to, to make sure that uh, you're covering all the bases. Um, you know, if you were doing just walking, for instance, um, then, you know, you might not be doing enough strength training to, uh, you know, counteract some of the effects of your work. I mean, massage therapists tend to have uh, a common problem that they need to address with physical conditioning, and that is that since we're doing our work in front of the body, uh, then we're spending a lot of time uh, in inflection with the arms in front of the body, um, and that tends to uh, shorten the muscles in the the front of the body and uh, and make them uh, quite tight. Uh, and it tends to uh, make the the muscles and and the upper back uh, stretched out and weak. So uh, we need to counteract all that that flexion uh, with uh, extension, uh, so you need to be doing, you know, like back extension exercises, uh, and then you need to be um, stretching out the front of the body, the the, the pecs, the, um, uh, the rectus abdominis, uh, uh, the, you know, even we tend to have uh, tight scalenes, 
um, and other neck muscles, and we need to be building up the um, the, the muscles in the upper back. We need to be um, bringing the uh, making the rhomboids stronger, for example, so that the um, the scapulae are um, resting flat against the ribcage, which allows us to be in a, a position of uh, that we call scapular stabilization. That allows you to uh, connect the movement of your body to your arms uh, so that you can use the force of, of your entire body to propel the motions of your, the movements of your arm rather than using just the arm and the hand by themselves. Um, so, uh, so we want to be uh, strengthening the, uh, the upper back and then stretching the, the front of the body. So in the book, we have uh, a number of exercises that, that do concentrate on that, as well as, you know, just uh, general exercises for the legs. Uh, you know, if you're going to be in a, a kind of, you know, lunge positions and uh, putting, you know, one foot behind the other to get a, a good, um, uh, to be able to use body weight uh, and, and um, you know, the momentum of the body to create your strokes, then, uh, you know, you need to have a stable, strong base, so you need to be developing your legs as well and your uh, One thing I, I do want to point out about uh, exercising is that massage therapists usually feel like they need to be doing a lot of, of hand and wrist exercises. And um, uh, in the book, we, we caution uh, about that because... You know, your hands and wrists are already, and thumbs are already very overused uh, by doing massage. So uh, we usually advise people that, you know, as you're learning massage, uh, you do need to build up a certain amount of strength in your, uh, in your hands. Uh, so, you know, things like grasping a ball or, uh, you know, using a, a gripping exerciser, um, those can be good uh, when, you're, when you're first starting out. But once you've already been practicing for a while, uh, we would advise against those kinds of exercises. Again, because you're being exposed to um, a lot of repetitive gripping and uh, repetitive movement and head force using your hands. So to, you know, to do even more of it, in exercise is uh, is not the, the best thing. Um, there are other exercises you can do that do exercise the upper extremity without being quite so specific and uh, taking the chance of uh, of uh, pushing overuse into injury. Do you guys recommend the hot and cold therapy for the hands? Yes, and that can be an effective uh, uh, treatment. Um, you know, one thing about... I. I want to say about treatment, and we do have quite a lengthy chapter on treatment, um, before talking about specific treatments, is, you know, once you start to have symptoms, it's very important to, um, to kind of analyze what those symptoms are and the severity of the symptoms, and uh, there are, in the book, we list a, a number of symptoms that really need immediate um, medical attention. If you're having severe pain, uh, if you're, you know, having numbness and tingling, uh, things like that, you know, uh, areas of obvious inflammation, um, we encourage people not to um, self-treat and not to self-diagnose. You know, diagnosis is outside the scope of practice for massage therapists. And uh, it, there are any number of conditions that can present with those kinds of symptoms, very, very important um, for two reasons. To, uh, if you're having uh, sustained symptoms, you know, that are interfering with your functioning or with your sleep or with your ability to work, it's very important to get a diagnosis from uh, a professional, a healthcare professional who's licensed to diagnose. And that's for two reasons. First reason is that um, only those people can do the differential diagnosis necessary to be sure that it isn't something that is not musculoskeletal in nature. Uh, you know, it could be so many different things, and some things that are not musculoskeletal have musculoskeletal symptoms. So um, that's the first thing is to rule out other conditions and other diseases. 
the other thing is that it's difficult to treat effectively unless you know what the problem is. So getting a diagnosis allows you to come up with a treatment plan that will be effective uh, and to plan out who needs to be part of that treatment plan. And, you know, certainly receiving massage can be part of that treatment plan, as can getting exercise and, you know, and improving nutrition and, you know, perhaps physical therapy or other kinds of, of therapy. Um, but it is really important to get, uh, to get a diagnosis. Lorianne, I'd like to say this um, the information you have on your website as far as the classes and the book itself is so helpful. And I think it's very important that we have more of this because I think a lot of us spend time looking for classes on how to be a better therapist or, you know, how to make tons more money. And uh, we're not going to make any money. And what if, if we're not feeling good? And what's fun, too, is even as massage therapists, and I've found myself in this situation, when it comes to caring for myself or what's wrong with me, all of my knowledge goes out the window and I want someone to tell me what to do. And so what's, and I think we should all have your book because when we feel that loss or we're, we're just, we have no idea what's going on, open up your book. And I think that, uh, you can tell us what to do or (laughs) yeah. So I hope I can give you some, uh, Rick and I can, can give you at least some, uh, some, uh, some places to start. And yes, I mean, the book was intended exactly for that reason is remember, as I said, you know, when I got injured, I didn't know where to turn, and uh, I didn't know what was happening, uh, what I was supposed to do, what steps to take, uh, what I was doing wrong, and how to treat it. And so we've tried to make the book answer all those questions. So, you know, the book, I, we hope, can be um, a reference that people can turn to throughout their careers. Uh, you know, you may not read it cover to cover at first, but it's got a great index, and you can, as things come up, you can look and uh, and learn. And uh, you know, I hope people don't have symptoms or injury, but if they do, you know, there is that information there um, to to give them not only you know a list of treatments that work, but also you know things, sort of practical things like, well, how do you find the right doctor? And, you know, what are the right doctors to diagnose this? And what are the treatments that are available? And what is effective? And, you know, what, uh, how do you, uh, you know, if you have somebody who wants to give you, uh, you know, five different treatments, uh, which ones are more conservative and which ones are more invasive and how to judge that, how to create a treatment plan. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of taking people, I hope, by the hand and leading them through the process in a logical way, um, I hope would be, you know, reassuring and comforting to somebody who's, who's having symptoms and, you know, upset and not really sure what to do about it and, um, you know, needs, needs some guidance. I mean, it, we certainly don't have, you know, the book is 352 pages. Uh, it doesn't contain every scrap of knowledge ever on the subject, um, but we have tried to be as complete as possible um, and, uh, you know, give people some, some guidance so that, uh, you know, if things start to happen, that it, it, they, can, uh, they can do something about it. And hopefully also that they can develop some really good prevention strategies so that symptoms and injury don't happen at all. Or that if they happen, they nip it in the bud right away and, and they don't miss a day of work. So that's, that's really our goal. And, by the way, and you are not alone in being, you know, Clueless? Uh, yeah. <laughs> not so good about uh, taking care of yourself. I and mean, this is why they, they tell doctors also to not treat themselves. Nobody has uh, real objectivity about themselves. No. It's another good reason to get together with other therapists and watch each other work and, uh, you know, periodically and, you know, have uh, to learn the kind of coaching skills that we, we teach uh, our certified injury prevention instructors um, so that you can recognize the, the risk factors and, uh, you know, point out to your friend, oh, you know, did you realize you're, you know, you're using your, your fingertips almost exclusively when you do your massages? You know, that can lead to carpal tunnel syndrome or, you know, the forearm tendon, uh, tendonitis. 
um, you know, or, uh, you know, did you realize you're looking down at your client the whole time you're massaging, you're going to end up with, you know, neck pain. Uh, you know, those, it's, it's very helpful to, to watch each other work, to, um, you know, to, to check in with yourself every day. You know, how am I feeling? Do I have any symptoms? Do I need to be doing something about this? You know, am I really tired today? Well, maybe I need to be extra mindful of uh, getting into awkward postures because I'm tired. You know, the, the more awareness, the more knowledge we have, the more arms we have, forgive the pun, uh, the better armed we are to... Um, uh, to, to protect ourselves. So I, I hope that's, uh, that's what we're able to do with the book. From the feedback we've gotten, I, I think we were able to accomplish that. Out of curiosity, is, is your book being translated to other languages? Uh, it isn't yet, but actually we are talking um, to people about translating it into French and into Japanese. And you should consider Spanish as well. <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to do Spanish. I haven't been... Uh, successful in finding the right uh, publisher in Spanish, but that would be uh, that would be great. So I think it would be really helpful for all the body workers around around the globe. Yes, yes. Lorianne, we uh, would like to thank you so much for taking the time to share your information. And uh, here at Massage Podcast, we often offer a tip of the week, and we would like to ask you to give a brief tip of the week for therapists just graduating or maybe all a couple months away from graduating getting out there. What would you like to share? Oh, boy, just one tip. That's always tough. I know. <laughs> um, don't count on any one strategy to keep you from getting injured. Remember that... Um, the most effective way to prevent injury is to um, uh, have a number of different strategies, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, to take care of your general health, general self-care, getting good physical condition for your work, uh, be aware of risk factors, um, to uh, uh, use good body mechanics, but also use good ergonomics, which is setting up your workspace to allow you to use good body mechanics and being mindful of your, your not overscheduling. So um, use uh, multiple strategies uh, because that's the, the most effective way uh, to, to avoid injury. And uh, I could add a, a, a second. It would be uh, treat yourself as well as you treat your clients. That is fabulous advice. I uh, thank you so much. We're here You're at the very welcome. We're here at the Massage Podcast talking to Lorianne Green, author of Save Your Hands. You can find her book and her continuing education classes at the on her website, SaveYourHands.com. And if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at the massagepodcast.com. And there will be a link to Save Your Hands on our website in case you forget. I highly recommend reading this book. And um, it sounds like taking some of the classes, even online, if you can't get to a workshop, sounds like it'd be, I think, invaluable to any massage therapist, whether you've been in the field for 20 or years or 10 days. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and it looks like we'll be taking a little time off, and we'll be back January 13th, 13th at 1 o'clock. Lorianne, thank you again so much for being here. We really enjoyed your wealth of information. Great. So Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We'll talk to you all next year. 